Welcome to the Game of Serbs podcast. Today we're going to talk about how I've built dozens of small websites making a few hundred dollars per month. Now it has been a while since I posted an article. I've been in the middle of a move and frankly needed some time off. I'm back though and will continue posting at least one article a month. In this post I'm going to write about what works for me. Others have talked about this subject to death and I've ignored most advice on the web. Not because I don't respect these individuals, but because they miss so much of the process. It actually becomes a joke. What they'll do is say that, you know, create a website, put up some content, build some links, and make thousands, just print money. That is absolute trash. It's a lie. You know, they're trying to sell you a course or something. It just doesn't work like that. In most cases, what you'll have is a process and... You know, if you don't follow your process, which worked during the past few years, you're not going to have success. What I will share will have some similarities to other successful affiliate marketers with a different touch. I will actually share the process. These people don't. One of the main differences is that I manage real web assets doing real business. Some of these guys just have affiliate websites. I don't. Another is that we generate millions of dollars with actual businesses, like I mentioned. My affiliate projects are test subjects. If I validate an idea, I quickly move it on to what we do with our own businesses. In this article, I'll go over how my affiliate marketing process works step-by-step, including keyword research, my research process, outsourcing the work, putting the sitemap together, determining where to put your affiliate links, using product pages, and wireframing my hypotheses. Now, of course, there are other subjects, other tasks or campaigns you'll have to run to succeed, but this is where I start. So let's start with how I pick who to work with. Contrary to what everyone believes, I don't just work on popular affiliate networks like ShareASale. Yes, they're important, but there are so many options out there for serious digital entrepreneurs. Option one, you can work with Amazon, ShareASale, Commission Junction. I actually used to work with Commission Junction. I used to make thousands of dollars when I was 14 years old. Those were definitely, definitely fun times. I rarely ever work with networks. It's just not as easy as the next two options we're going to talk about. The next most popular option is working with websites that offer their own affiliate programs. There are positives and negatives to taking this route. The positives are that you get access to websites that are not on big networks. That means fewer competitors to deal with. And you'll be a VIP to these people if you have or if you send great traffic to their websites. The negatives are that they follow their own rules. They can deny commission because customers returned an item or delayed payment for whatever reason. This has been a nightmare for me on one project. There isn't much I can do, to be honest. In my case, if a customer returns a product after two weeks, these guys cancel my commission, which is absolute garbage. I don't like that, but it is what it is. No one else is better than these guys at the moment. The final option is to work directly with local businesses and either sell them the leads or rent out affiliate space on your website. I've done this successfully on several projects with minimal investment. This method is a blessing, again, and a curse at the same time. There are no rules when working with local businesses. I've had amazing experiences working with businesses in our own city, and I've also had nightmare scenarios where the business owner just shuts down overnight. 
I usually pick option two and three. It gives me way more control and a direct communication line on improvements they can make on their websites. Another fact I want to mention is I always work with high ticket items. I never work with any product or service less than $700 per sale. The return on investment just isn't that high otherwise. Let's talk about my keyword research process. Most of you already know how to do keyword research, but what I'm going to share is going to be a little different. You might know it, you might not. We'll find out. Some of the advanced digital and SEO specialists out there have been talking about focusing on keywords with zero to 10 search volume, okay? Almost every keyword I go after has a search volume of less than 100, but my payouts for each sale is $80 plus for most of my affiliate websites. Some of these keywords have more than 100 searches per month, but I do focus on the low volume, low difficulty keywords. I run the exact same strategy for our local businesses. I don't deal with anyone with payouts less than $80 for sale. Again, it's just not worth the time investment. Let me give you an example. Head on over to Ahrefs and click on Keyword Explorer right at the top. It's probably the best place for affiliate marketers to look when starting a new project. Just put in strollers and select United States and search. Next, you'll want to click on View All within the Terms Match column and follow these filters. You want the keyword difficulty to be between zero to 15, the volume to be zero to 100, and you wanna have, you wanna include the asterisks and with baby, right? We were looking for strollers and that'll just be the wild card. So with these filters, I found 512 keyword ideas with very low keyword difficulty scores. If you bump up the volume from zero to 100 to zero to 150, I'm sure you'll find hundreds, if not thousands more keywords. This is just one primary keyword, which was strollers. If you play it around, you'll find way more ideas to go after. The point I'm trying to convey here is that you don't need to go after high volume, high traffic keywords to succeed at this game. I would actually advise against it. Keep low key and you'll be surprised at the results. Let's talk about outsourcing the work. If you think you're going to do all the content, web copy, content planning, affiliate relationship developing, you're never going to succeed. I started it that way, not anymore. Once you start building a few websites, you're going to have to start outsourcing to scale your projects. If I think about how many projects I'm leading right now, it's probably around 30. Some of them are generating two plus million dollars per year. Not all of these are affiliate marketing websites. In fact, most of our projects are actual real businesses. Sometimes we switch affiliate marketing projects into real businesses if we see real growth. I have an agency, so that actually definitely helps. Let me talk about the places I go to outsource our work. First is Upwork. Upwork is still my go-to for finding advanced web developers and designers. I've also hired people who are great at gathering data and putting it all together on an Excel sheet or a Google Doc or Google Sheet rather for our web developers. Just know that you're going to go through a lot of garbage devs if you take the cheap route. I recommend between $15 to $25 an hour for a decent developer. Pakistan, surprisingly, has been pretty good to us. And they've been churning out a few very good developers and designers for us. And we've been very happy with their work. Next is Writer's Access. Writer's Access is just as good as Upwork, but only for writers. I use Writer's Access for my blogs and copy work. 
But if you want to hire a really amazing copywriter, you're looking at at least $100 an hour, and these individuals will not be on Writer's Access. Our copywriter for the agency is actually from Twitter. Her name is Sarah Colley. You can look her up or just look at my followers. She's following me, and she's a fantastic copywriter. She's a freelancer, and you can use her for your projects. For links, I use nobs.link. I also use an outreach company. I forgot the name of his company, but his name is Bonnie Satani, and he's our cold outreach agency, and, and he's done fantastic work for us, even though I've given him really hard projects to work with. I've spent thousands on backlinks. I've, I've also spent massive amounts of cold, hard cash trying to find the best link builders. They all suck really bad. It's embarrassing. I don't want to name names, but you will probably know these individuals. I've worked with the biggest names in the industry. All of them suck. I'm not saying no BS is great. I'm just saying that they're better than everybody else I've tried. Next, I just want to talk about the tools I use. I use Balsamic for wireframing. I use Ahrefs. We all know about Ahrefs. I use Teamwork for project management. I use Advanced Web Ranking. That's just for checking my rankings. And they have a bunch of other tools I use. I use Surfer SEO for content optimization. And I use Content King. That's for real-time SEO audits. And I want to let everybody know that you shouldn't get carried away with tools. The tools I mentioned are all I need to get the job done. In fact, actually, when I started, I didn't use any tools. It was just me testing and trying to get my projects off the ground. You don't need tools to get started. Just do your testing, launch your project, share tools with other people, and get your project going because if you just think that you'll need tools to succeed, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Start your project, then worry about tools. Let's talk about putting a sitemap together. In general, the simplest system works best. And that certainly applies to building out a sitemap. This is the process my team has used for over the last 10 years. And though we update where necessary, it's steadfast as our simplest and best process. Just remember, your website is probably not going to be like Amazon, where you would need a complex sitemap or a hierarchy. Most small to medium-sized businesses can rely on a flat navigation where your primary categories are right in the global navigation. I rarely ever put our categories, our primary categories, in a services or products tab. I also never have more than seven items in our navigation. So what you want to do is ensure your primary categories are within reach with two clicks, nothing more. I don't even want to say three. It should be two. For strollers, what I did is come up with a diagram of how I would set up our, our global navigation. I'm going to put a link in the description section of this podcast. You can head on over to my uh, post and check out that diagram. Now, that diagram took less than five minutes for me to come up with. You can take it, customize it. You can use it on a new project. Just don't go and change your navigation or hierarchy of your website right now. If it's working, be careful. Every category here is accessible within two clicks. Anything more than that is excessive and will put off a customer and probably Google. I've also worked on websites where the primary category and all its products are within reach with one click. These are smaller websites which do very well for us. Don't complicate your sitemaps with complex hierarchies. 
Keep it simple and you'll do very, very well. Let's talk about where to place your affiliate links. Most affiliate marketers put all of their affiliate links on their blog posts. In fact, most affiliate websites are just blogs. There are no landing pages. I call them Rolodex websites. Here's a little secret I've been dying to share. I get zero sales from my blog posts. Every sale we get for our business, for my affiliate, personal affiliate websites, they all come from my landing pages, product landing pages or services landing pages. I put up a product page like any other e-commerce website. Mind you, I manage multiple actual e-commerce websites, so that comes a little easier for me. If you've never started an e-commerce website, there will be a small learning curve. It's not too difficult. Just pay attention to your favorite websites and you'll see how they work. If you want to know a little bit more about how I set up and how I research e-commerce websites, I'm going to share three links on my post and they are optimizing your e-commerce search template for user experience, how Vitasafe, they are a, a supplement company, can increase traffic by 50% with category optimization, and finally, a product page optimization post. Just go over to my post and you'll see all three links and they're very, very detailed. You're going to love what you read. Finally, let's talk about wireframing and preparing your data. I like contracting out most of my work since it allows me to scale to multiple websites. The one task I haven't been able to outsource is wireframing my thought process. That will come, just not yet. Generally, I like wireframing the homepage, category pages, and product pages. I also like wireframing the search pages if the project is large. Every other web page will have an example link where the developer or designer can simply copy the design from somewhere else, maybe from our own projects or some other website. If you want to be a little bit more data-backed, read the posts on baymart.com and you'll get plenty of ideas on how to kill it on all of your e-commerce projects or even affiliate projects. Let's talk about gathering data before we stop this podcast. Typically speaking, you'll have at least two plus categories of products. Each category will have its own filters and products. What you never want to do is rely on your developer to gather all the information. I've never been successful with developers gathering information and when they do, they mess up. Maybe you have a better system. I haven't figured it out yet. For starters, it's going to cost you more. Developers are more expensive. Instead, hire someone for data entry. It's very easy on Upwork. For example, if you're working with strollers and baby bedding, your filters are going to be completely different on each category. Create a sheet for your data entry hire, record a Loom video of what you want filled, and have them put it together during your website development process. All right, let's wrap it up. Once you have your website sitemap, keyword research, content, product data, wireframe, you're pretty much ready to start adding in the appropriate affiliate links. You'll make mistakes like the rest of us. Don't be discouraged. Just remember, there are affiliate marketers who are selling courses, telling you, you need to make money within 30 to 60 days. We're all doing that. Buy my course to do that. And if you don't do that, you're going to get discouraged. Don't listen to them. I recommend starting with less than 30 products. Validate your thesis by studying your rankings. If you see healthy weekly growth, add more products. Some of this stuff takes six months plus, sometimes a year. Just be patient and just continue learning. 
don't stop learning. When you do stop, that's when you give up. And I, I don't think you want to do that. That's how failure starts. The whole process for a new website shouldn't take longer than a month. I'm saying the process, not results. Just launching a project, I mean. It's okay if it takes a little bit longer, but my golden rule is one month. If you have everything ready, that is. I hope you enjoyed my latest podcast. Until next time, catch you all on my next piece. Take care, everybody.